Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's uh, Cameron here. We're just here at the Thought Exchange. Uh, I got a special guest tonight. We got uh, Ron Vandenberg over here and uh, my co-host here, Steve Van Deest. Um, what's going on? What are we talking about tonight? Robin, um, you, you just moved here from another country, from around the world. Explain. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing I want to know is... What brought you to Edmonton? Edmonton? Yeah, Edmonton. what brought you to Edmonton? I always wonder that because, like, because the biggest thing is, is like, I'm born here. Yeah. So I know why I'm here. Right, I'm born here, family's here, I leave. I always find that the people that come to Edmonton are small town. So St. Paul, uh, Fort McMurray, they all move to Edmonton, right? Because it's the big city and then people from Edmonton move to like Toronto, Vancouver, Yeah, yeah. people Montreal. from Edmonton move away. But what's ha what I'm noticing is as I come back, more people are starting to migrate to Edmonton. <laughs> and then now I'm kind of wondering like, someone from Holland, what may, how did Edmonton even show up on your map? Um. <clears throat> it's the story I think that started 60 years ago. 60? 60 years ago. Okay. Um, it was after the war, after my grandfather's brother uh, decided that the economy in Holland was bad. And uh, as a farmer, he thought he'd, he'd see more, uh, a better economy in Canada, for farmers at least. So he moved to, to Ontario. Uh, initially, about six years ago, um, and later on he moved to Edmonton, and in the meantime he had a daughter. And I remember as a small kid that we used to have Uncle Ari coming over from Canada. It was like a super special thing. He had been in Canada for so long he didn't even uh, speak proper Dutch anymore. So <laughs> he'd be speaking Dutch with a real thick English accent. Um, so. About two years ago, he, he, he's long past, so he, he <laughs> died a couple of, uh, like over 10 years ago. And for me, it was pretty much uh, and a story for Canada until about two years ago, his daughter contact, contacted us because through the Dutch bakery here, she won tickets to go to Holland. And I was living in Barcelona. The Dutch bakery, the, the Duchess? Uh, <laughs> so I'm saying the Duchess? Because that's the wild. Du no, no, it's Dutch, Dutch Delicious, I believe it is. No, the Duchess. The Duchess. The Duchess. The Duchess. I think that's the, the Duchess. There's another one. There's D -E the Dutch Duchess. Delicious. Dutch Delicious? Oh, yeah. maybe I got to find this bakery. <laughs> Dutch Delicious? Yeah. Okay, anyways, that's real crazy. Like, yeah. it's wild. So they, they want tickets to come over to Holland. Um, so she started contacting... Hold on one second. Let's, so this is like the biggest small world ever. Like, so you're... Grandpa's brother, brothers, moved to Canada, so to Canada. Years ago. 60 years ago. His yeah. daughter now wants to go to Holland and reached out to you. Yeah, but, exactly. but, but like she won tickets, like your blood family relative won tickets to go to Holland. But yeah. needed somewhere to stay. Needed somewhere to stay. So <laughs> she reached out to you? To, to my family. Well, she didn't need somewhere to stay, but she wanted to get in touch with her family because she hadn't seen them in 25 years. Yeah. Um, so she contacted through Facebook, she contacted my mom initially, and they were very hospital, and they said, well, we have a spare room, because Robin's not here. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can stay over at ours, and it's right next to my grandfather, uh, where she had been 25 years ago. Okay. Um, so. So it's like that, going home that, for her. Yeah, that, that rebooted the whole contact between That's the wild. family. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So another thing she did, she booked uh, a cruise that would go um, from France to Spain to Italy and then back to France. And the second stop on the cruise was Barcelona, where I was living back then. 
So my mom told her, Barcelona's like, wild. I yeah, that's sick. He's like, hey, living <laughs> that's, my, that's my end destination, Barcelona. Like, I, that place is wild, bro. I, like, it's it's like, so much warmer than here. <laughs> it was so, it's like, okay, that, just on a side note, that place is just, they got the beach right in downtown, man. Like, <laughs> how awesome I know they're doing that? it right, man. They're doing it right, bro. What the hell are we doing, man? Dude, yeah, I'm freezing my royal well, we'll mayonnaise off so, over so here. Yeah, Bar- we'll get back to the beach. You're living in Barcelona and then she pops by Barcelona. And then my mom said, like, oh, if you if you have a stop in Barcelona, why don't you contact my son he can show you around and, yeah. and i was like yeah go ahead i'll take a day off and uh i'll show you guys around and we had such a good connection together uh that we kept in touch and then a year later she di- decided to come back to holland and barcelona again because uh, she only stayed one day for during the cruise because they li- literally get on shore get off the boat see look around and then get back on the boat yeah so she was like okay i had a small touch of what, what Barcelona is like, I want to see more of this. So she booked a hotel for a couple of days and she stayed over for, uh, for the second year. And in the meantime, <laughs> I had uh, found ridiculously cheap tickets to go to Montreal. Uh, Beautiful for, city, by the way. Yeah, Montreal. for 160 euros. How the hell? <laughs> yeah, I know. So Air Canada, Dude, I paid, I paid, I paid, yeah. paid two thousand dollars to go from Edmonton to Montreal. That's a whole other thing. How, how airplanes in Canada? Fuck us. And then you had, you were homeless. Home. <laughs> you had to stay on the street because they had nowhere to stay. If the girls listening to this or watching this who made me homeless, I'd. I'm not mad at you, but I'm mad at you. <laughs> I stayed. I stayed hey, by. It was an experience. You had an experience out of it. You told me you you wouldn't have been able to. I wouldn't experience have. Been, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yo, I met I met I met Lo Pesci out there. I met a guy named Saul Goodman. I met a bunch of rappers. Thesaurus was out there. Bunch of cool rappers. Anyways, yeah, I ended up. <laughs> I, I I had to spend. My, if you're listening, I had to spend my first night on Rue Bishop, right beside the Prada store, and I stayed with my skateboard, my backpack. Because you didn't answer your phone. (laughs) (laughs) Or ever texted me back. She gave you the wrong number, man. It was no, can- no, it was no, Canada no. Day, man. Like he w- he uh, went for a wild trip though, man. Yeah. Like he like he had one rough night, but then the rest of his trip was like amazing. So. It was pretty dope. Well, I yeah. stayed in hostels because everything was booked, and every day I was there, I had to find a new place to live. <laughs> yeah. I forgot it's an about that story. In its own, man. I That's blacked awesome. that story out. <laughs> Anyways, Montreal. So I, now you're yeah, going Montreal, Montreal is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I found these ridiculously cheap tickets because Air Canada made a mistake. They forgot to add the fuel surcharges to the tickets. Yeah. So I, I just booked the ticket without even asking days off. I was just like, okay, this is now or never. I booked the flights. Um, so I went there and I really liked it. I, I got to meet up with some friends who I knew through traveling. Um, I w- took a kangaroo ride up to uh, Quebec as well. And then included in my airfare was a flight to Toronto where then at 24 hours layover and then I flew back to Barcelona. What was included on your flight? A trip uh, to Toronto too? Yeah, so there, it was... Bar- <laughs> what? So I flew Barcelona, Brussels... We gotta buy our tickets from Europe. <laughs> yeah. Can you buy my tickets for me? <laughs> from Edmonton? Does that work like that? Is there uh, a workaround? Flights are cheaper if, you, if they originate from Europe. How does this make any sense? Taxes. It's taxes. Jeez. Okay, anyways, that's sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt. But so like, the, the flight was uh, Barcelona, Brussels, Brussels, Montreal had a couple of days in Montreal, then went up to Quebec and back. And then I... Uh, Do you speak French? Yeah, a little bit. So you speak Spanish, Dutch, English, and French. You speak four languages. German. 
in German, five languages, yeah. this guy. Man. Which German though? Like, <laughs> is it high or low? Nine, like, nine, nine. <laughs> like, that makes or break this whole language thing. Like, you can't speak high German, like whatever, man. Yeah. You only got four languages. Like, <laughs> anyways, I keep going on, on with the story. Yeah. Uh, so I had a, uh, <laughs> I had one day in Toronto, and, and then I flew back, and that made me, I, I it made me realize that I, uh, my next step was going to be Canada, but I also had. Australia in the back of my mind to go to. So it was going to be either one of them. So now is Holland part of the Commonwealth? No, no. So either one of those places is tough to get jobs in, isn't it? If you're not part of the Commonwealth? No. Because like Canada and Australia are pretty much. It helps being Canadian and Australia. Yeah. Actually, it helps being from the UK and Australia a lot more yeah. Yeah. than Canadian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, massively. Yeah. So but I, I went to read up into the, the visa procedures for both the countries. Yeah. Um, so how it works with the working holiday visas for Canada is that they basically work with a pool. So you sign up, you enter the pool, and they pick so many people every week. And then mm. at the end of the uh, end of the round, they they've given out so many visas. So there's a maximum on it. Yeah. For Australia, mm -hmm. you just sign up and you get it. Yeah, I got my I got mine in twenty hours or something. Yeah, it was almost immediate. I was like, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just automatically. Come, 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 come to Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I w I was like, okay, I'll sign up for the pools for Canada. If that doesn't work out, I'll get to Australia first. So I signed up, and within twenty four hours, I got my. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 same thing happened. <laughs> yeah I, I, I got me invitation to uh, to apply. Just like, let's bring the Dutch over. Yeah. <laughs> They want money, yeah. yeah. But anyways, I yeah, keep going, yeah. So. so that all happened in the, in the, in the same time that uh, we uh, reconnected with my family here. Um, so I was thinking maybe to go to Montreal because I really liked it there. It's beautiful. Um, and on the other hand, I thought, well, it, it's a good way to, to meet my family here because I'd never been to the west side of, uh, yeah. of Canada. Uh, plus, I like skiing, so it's good to be around the Rockies here. Yeah. Um, so eventually, I thought, well, my French isn't good enough to probably find a proper job in Montreal, maybe I'll become a ski teacher here. Uh, well, that didn't work, didn't work out because uh, I already was kind of broke. So going for a profession where you barely make any money, that wouldn't make sense either. So I thought I'll go to Edmonton, to the city, and I try to find a proper job. Yeah. Working in the resorts, you just you just basically work to live there. Yeah, and, and I want to live to work. And your ski pass. I, you don't want to live to work. No. I want to work to live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what a lot of a lot of Australian Australians, a lot of Kiwis go to the Rockies Banff. and the Whistler and Banff. And yeah, they're just Whistler is infested. But then you're trapped. There. Infested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trapped. but then you're trapped there. You can't go anywhere. And they just party like hard. Mm. Yeah, there's nothing else to do. Well, like yeah. you ski during the day, and then and sometimes I, I, you can't ski during the day because you're working the lifts. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, like, so you're just, it's like it's like being in the candy store and not allowed to eat any of the candy. You know, <laughs> Dude, it'd be horrible. Like <laughs> I would hate so, that. That would be so mean. Being and and at night you're awful. working as a, a waiter because you you're not making enough money. Or you're spending it all yeah. on booze. Spend it all boozing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. know countless people that. It's do a vicious that. cycle. And yeah. they live in these little like, little like hostel style dorms where everyone's yeah. just banging each other, and it's like it's just nuts. And I, I was like, why waste half a year of work experience on? Um, I mean, it's awesome working in, in the resorts. Oh yeah, I'm 100%. sure. But I I get to an age where I now have to work for my resume as well yeah. to yeah. improve my resume. To get better jobs and, and eventually better wages. Yeah. Because in Barcelona, I was basically working for eighteen hundred uh, Canadian dollars a month. What were you doing in Barcelona? Um, I was doing web development as well for a travel company, um, but 
I was paid by uh, Spanish, Spanish standards, pretty yeah. much. The minimum wage there is 700 euros a month. So yeah, here it's like that's like 1,100 Canadian dollars. Yeah. So yeah, if I go if I go to Spain, I have to be making the money here. And yeah, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Do it because I can't I can't go down there and try to make money. You can make a little bit, but like not no, lots. no, no. You got to. I, I was here. making just enough to get by and save a little bit. Yeah. Um, good thing is that the beer there is really cheap. The beer. <laughs> everyone everyone does the world standard by how much is beer. Like they go like, oh yeah, I went to the UK, man. Fucking beer was like twenty bucks a pint, you know. Like, yeah. and then like, yeah, man, I no, went to know, I went to Asia. No, you know when someone's been to London for a week, they start to say quid instead of pound. Yeah, hey? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Actually, that's hilarious. So what is it? What is it that you're doing in Edmonton now for work? So, you just got a job. Yeah, you yeah. Just got congratulations. A job. Thank you, you very much. Like, I guess you just got here what two weeks ago? Uh, two and a half weeks ago. Well, um, I did. Um, I went to uh, Edmonton the first time in the September, beginning yeah. of, of, of October, uh, to celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. Yeah. First time Thanksgiving because it's something we don't do in Europe. Um, and try to find a job because I figured that it's really hard just to apply for jobs when you're overseas. Yeah. You're sending emails, you don't have a local phone number, you don't have a local address. Uh, they basically being your uh, resume right in when they see you're a foreigner so yeah they actually you right off the bat they're like the fuck's this number it's like zero <laughs> it's like zero two one like weird phone numbers right yeah, yeah. what's it what's it plus in 34 it was for me uh, yeah perfect. the 34 in front of it yeah yeah people are like what is that like, i'm not calling that this calling is a me. hack yeah what is this <laughs> this someone's someone's trolling some me nigerian prince. <laughs> some yeah. nigerian <laughs> prince he's sending me he's saying he can do work for me just to give you guys a heads up on what's actually happened so uh how how we actually gotten connected here. So our, our site got hacked and uh, this young gentleman was kind enough to fix it for us because Cameron, Cameron was swimming and didn't know what was going on. And it was the weirdest, I didn't even know. I didn't even so know. Well, it was just a series of events that... Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, actually, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how we explain this, but like we could twist this in like a way of like everything lined up to get that whole like it started 60 years ago yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah everything started six years ago it was your grandpa it was your yeah. grandpa for this for this for this, divine for this to find me <laughs> yeah. it was wild though okay what ended up happening was i was going to uh so i run multiple websites or i'm building multiple I, anyways there's a lot going on so i was going to a coffee shop to do some uh work on one of my sites and uh i'm just explaining to the viewers here and actually to you because i'm not even sure if i told you the full story no. But uh, I, I go to this one coffee shop and I'm like, uh, I use Outspace as my office. Pretty much they just know me there. So I show up there and like, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, they close on Tuesdays now. Like they just randomly close, right? I don't know why they close. They close yeah, Tuesdays. Yeah, because you would never go to the same coffee shop. No, I would, no, no, no. I used to go there all the time. I yeah. knew the owner, his name's, uh, his name's Ash, nice, nice guy. Anyway, so I, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this other coffee shop. And I was like, I'm not going to say the name. But I, I walked over to it and I was like, I don't really get a creative vibe there. I can't do it. And then I went to a, another one that I used to go to all the time. And I was friends with the owner and everything. And everything was all cool. And I go there and I was like, ah, okay, yeah, I can, I can do some work on here, right? Uh, uh, I'm standing in line to get my stuff. And I'm talking with the new, now, the new owner now. And we're just kind of bullshitting. He walks behind me and I was, I was like, ah, I got to leave. I got to take my coffee and go sit down. Uh, cause, uh, Robin wanted to order. I didn't know his name was Robin at the time. 
Um, anyways, you're, you're pressuring him, eh? Breathing out his neck. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like I need a coffee, man. This guy's coffee. talking. And yeah, yeah. He's being uh, social butterfly. Yeah, I was yakking up. I was, I was chatting. These Canadians up. don't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I was chatting. I was chatting up the new girl, and we were just talking and everything. And then I was like, oh, I gotta go. So I go sit down, but I overhear that this guy's from Holland. And then um, I heard the accent, and then I sit down. I start putting on my laptop. He sits down right beside me, and I was like, "Hey, uh, so I heard you're from Holland." And then it just kind of kicked off from there. And then uh, he's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, just working on some websites." And he's like, "Oh, I do the exact same thing." And then I was like, uh, "Do you mind helping me with a little problem that I have?" <laughs> and then, anyways, he fixed the site from getting hacked. And then it was just kind of wild. But it was it was really crazy because like. I actually wasn't going to leave because, like, I've been, like, cutting down on the coffee thing. But I wasn't going to leave the house. I was just going to stay in the little home office. And I uh, didn't do that. I was like, no, I'm going to go to this coffee shop. But lo and behold, it was closed. Yeah. And that, like, if that wasn't closed, I wouldn't have met up with you yeah. ever. Now some plumber's pissed off because he doesn't have as much advertising going on anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some guy yeah, some guy put, like, a bunch of plumbing stuff on our website. So if you went to txcshow.com and it, like, just showed up, it was, like, a bunch of plumbers, like, that wasn't us. Once that was, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> but he saved us, like, it would have taken me weeks to fix that. This guy was just going through. Actually, can you explain to them, like, what actually happened? Uh, so the website's uh, built basically on WordPress. Uh, and WordPress is used currently about, I think, 50% of all the websites worldwide, um, including the White House website. Yeah. Um, so the White House website is on WordPress. Dude, WordPress is an open source code website, man. That's how all the hackers get in. Exactly. So Why would the White House be on WordPress? This is the dumbest uh, thing ever. Uh, they corrected that. Come on. There's, there's so much more uh, security? security on that. Yeah, of course. But because there's so many websites online using WordPress, it's an easy target. Yeah. So For bots, right? For bots, yeah. yeah. They, more so they bots. Just it's not malicious. It's not malicious in the fact like... They're going someone, after Cameron specifically. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's not a personal attack. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. when I, I used to work for a web hosting company, and that's where I most learned most of the hacking stuff, um, and I had to tell people like, this is not personal to you. It's it's just bots. They go down the internet and yeah. try to hack get, everything. Because people get nervous and be like, why is someone hacking me personally? Yeah. What are they going after? <laughs> blah blah blah. Whereas yeah. it's just someone creates a, a little virus, an algorithm, that just, an algorithm that just goes through the internet. Exactly. And just, Choose it's, it up. it's just an easy target. I mean, why why would you attack one website when you can attack a million websites at the same time? Uh, some bots just try to install uh, like Bitcoin miners, try to make a buck out of that. Some ads, um, by the way, those ads are uh, based on personal interest. So I'm not sure if you were looking for a plumber. <laughs> I don't know. Was I? <laughs> are they actually based on personal interest? Oh, uh, yeah. How, I don't even know how that. Because they use the out. cookies, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. When did I click on anything plumbing? I don't know. <laughs> maybe it was thinking about it because like my sink's backed up and I gotta fix it. Maybe like maybe this Just microphone knows. the microphone picks picked it up. up my thoughts. Oh man, there's so much stuff going on now, man. Like that stuff is picking up. Like with the fact that they can do like uh, voice recognition. For sure, those cookies are being created. What do you mean voice phone. recognition? Well, with voice recognition, whatever you say, the computer knows what you're saying. So, yeah, so like your microphone will pick that up. I mean, it's it something that I still uh, don't understand how it works, and I'm quite tech savvy. But they say my 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 phone is my microphone's off. But when I say "Hey Siri," it's on. It's listening. Yeah, it's always listening. It's, it's so always it, listening. The only way to turn the microphone off, a few people have the old school phones. You need to get 
like if you really want to be weary about this kind of stuff, one, you could put the tape over top of your, uh, over top of mm -hmm. your cameras. And then for your microphone, to cut your microphone, you need to get like a cable jack and then plug it in and then cut the cable. Oh, That's the yeah. only way you can do it because you have to break the, you have to break the, uh, the circuit. The circuit. So you, that's how you would do it. So, so explain to the lovely folks at home what we're doing with getting a cable. So what are we doing? I'm getting a headphone jack. So you get a headphone jack. It? So your headphone jack cable, right? Mm. So the yeah. only way... The 3.5 yeah, millimeter one. Yeah, yeah. either 3.5 millimeter one or whatever your jack is for your, for your, your thing. Yeah. When you put that into the into thing, what it does is it creates a connection through... It recircuits the connection through that cable. So you can now listen and hear, and there's a microphone. So now that signal, instead of going through your circuit board, it goes through the cable. So if you run it through the cable and then cut the circuit. So you're cutting off the, the earbuds. You cut off the earbuds. Yeah. So you cut off the earbuds. So what happens is the circuit now gets cut, and now all of a sudden there's no current running through, so your microphone has been shut off. Yeah. That's the only way you know that the thing is completely shut off and it's not working, yeah. right? And, it, and it's not uh, getting you. The other way you could do it is you could put your phone in a Faraday cage, <laughs> <laughs> which means no one can call you yeah. <laughs> because, because it's, it's in a little cage box where like no signals can come in and out of, right? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. And, um, yeah, you I haven't lived out here long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I have quite some trust in, in Apple. I think they're doing a great job on protecting privacy, actually. Um, I mean, if you look at Google, they are, they are the devil, pretty much. <laughs> they're the devil. Because they, they're, they're, there's two <laughs> different, no, they're two different markets. That's a wild. Apple. That's a wild accusation. Allegedly the devil. <laughs> they're allegedly. We have to say allegedly. We can't uh, make uh, wild uh, claims like that. Oh, oh, right. This is North America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be FBI agents at the door. IRS. Everyone's there. Some Google, some guy from Google, yeah. Some guy from Google is be like, yo, these guys said we were the devil. Get rid of them. Done, everything. He's done. Shut the computer down. Oh, we just know we just disappear off the planet. If the show stops, we didn't. Alex Jones, yeah, we go in the Alex Jones. That's a wild experience. But that's another experience. Like Alex Jones, like Apple boycotted. Like that's, that's Google. That's Google that boycotted him, isn't it? Apple boycotted him. It, it was. It was, it was like all a universal. media companies. They just universal. said Alex Jones is done. They call it the purge. Yeah, and so like you get blacklisted, and all of a sudden you can't do anything. How is that? How is that legal? Like, is that legal? Uh, well, it's, you there, it's the, they say that you break the T's in terms and C's of conditions. And then, so. uh, well, the thing is, is everybody's everything. breaking the T's and C's, right? Like every every little agreement that you have, like everybody can technically go to jail because they've made an internet crime. Because every single one of those agreements that you have, we've all broken them we've in all ways broken we don't them, know how. That we don't know, but we've agreed to certain things, and so we've all created cyber crimes. Yeah. So they won't bother you. No one will come after you until they want to. It, and as soon as you do something they don't want to, now they exactly. have crimes against you that you. I'm like, oh well, we'll charge you with this and this and this and this. You're like, and uh, this. what do you mean? And it's and like, well, like, you, have you, you, you got you ever, that up and send it. Have you ever read the iTunes terms, terms and services? No. It literally says that you cannot use the software to make nuclear bombs with. Make what? Nuclear, nuclear bombs. bombs. And weapons uh, of mass destruction. Is there people that probably tried that or did that or can't uh, do that? No, they, well, it, it's just it, how yeah, American politics themselves. work. Oh, I wouldn't even imagine that. It's probably using music to basically trigger stuff, right? I mean, That's it's, how it's, I would it, imagine they would use it. Use iTunes well, to trigger stuff so to cover their own asses. It's to cover their own asses just in case <laughs> someone uses it to make these weapons. 
Yeah, uh, they have to they put all these clauses in there, right? Yep. Because yeah, because they probably thought about like saying, oh, what they'll do is they'll just use the iTunes account that to basically trigger music, and then we'll all of a sudden set off this thing and blah blah blah. You cannot do that. If you do that, then you. We, you've broken the iTunes, broken the iTunes yeah. agreement. And Never mind the nuclear bomb that went off, but like, we're <laughs> but, charging you with breaking yeah. his iTunes but, you know, We're not paying, we're not paying rep, rep, reformation for the damages <laughs> that you caused. Yeah, but pretty much anytime you, you update your Mac, you, you you agree to not using the software to make nuclear bombs. But yeah, and they, it's ridiculous, man. The computers nowadays, the way that they update. Like, my Mac, I want to get off Apple simply because every day, Bing. Would you like to upgrade your your thing? And I'm but, just like, and I, I want to put ignore, and it doesn't give me that option anymore. So it says remind you tomorrow, remind you tomorrow, remind you tomorrow. How much you update, and then you don't get another. But the thing is, is if I update, months. so the thing is, is say you update and you update and you update, then all of a sudden your basically your hardware doesn't last with the software anymore. And now I need a new computer because my software is too fast for my hardware. Well, it doesn't really matter what what hardware, what software you use, whether you use Windows or or, or Mac, you, you always have the same problems. Well, it's harder on PCs because it's third party. So yeah. they, can, they can't, they can't, uh, you can't basically universally shut everybody out. But because Apple's proprietary to Apple, mm -hmm. they can literally force you every two or three years to have to buy a new system. I've been using my Mac for five years and I still support it. So I, I okay. Look at your phone. I, I, how often does your phone basically slow down? After how often you update that? Dave admitted Frankly, to it. I, I think it's gone faster after updating to iOS 12 mm -hmm. from iOS 11. Yeah. So what you have? see in the keynotes right now where Apple wants to go and obviously they use the buzzword environmental friendly and sustainability. So they want, they want people to use hardware longer because that's well better because you use your products longer. It's those. It's buzzwords. Obviously. Dude, they want you to buy more product. It's all about buying more product. Yeah, but it's it's just making the, it's virtue signaling as well, in in my eyes. Virtue like, signaling, how so? Uh, as in, like, look how good we do. We make uh, hardware work longer. So it's oh, it's a yeah, yeah, it's a front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. But in the back, of, of course, they want to make money. Yeah. That's how capitalism works, and like, I. No problem with that. Yeah, that's the only thing that they, um, I think that's Apple's bottom line is how much money they can make. <laughs> they don't really care about the environment, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> they say they do it. Mean, they say they do, yeah. But well, they, 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 signaling, they, yeah. they stopped doing that. They started realizing that they have to create products with shelf life because like before, you know, like look at the cars that were made in the 50s and, and 40s and 50s, they last they're years. still going. They're still yeah. going, man. Can they be like, that's fucked up? Because like now those companies are going out and they all went out of business because they couldn't sell any more cars because their cars... They didn't need to. Once they sold them, their cars stayed in business. But then they said, what if we only make them last for 15 years? And then after 15 years, someone has to buy a new one. That's the maximum that it'll last. They'll just fall apart. So then they designed them to fall apart. What's that called? You said some form of consumer... I don't consumerism? know. Consumerism? No, it's like a... No, there's a name for there's it. There's a name for it where basically they a shelf life on your, on your products. They do it with bushings. The bushings all the time in cars go on purpose and they could just make them with... I forget if they make them with rubber or if they make them with hard plastic, but they make them with the one that falls apart. So let's say they make them with rubber, like the bushings. Those, they crack and disappear and get all busted and stuff in 10 years or whatever. If they just made them with hard plastic, it'd be fine. It would last forever. It would last forever. It was something like that, or vice versa. I can't remember which one yeah. it is. Yeah. I just knew that. 
I, a friend in the industry told me that, and I was like, this makes total sense. Yeah, the car's just going to shit on purpose. It, it's funny how, how cars devaluate after time, but if you look at old timers, they go, they, up. they go up. Yeah, it's kind of wild. It's weird. Well, you know what it is, and I kind of figured it out why, why stuff goes up. In Cause remember, when you were a kid, what was, what was the car that you wanted? Like, when you wanted when you were a kid, was like, at your age, you probably would have been like, I want a Stingray Corvette, or I want like, you know, like a muscle car, or like the Dukes of Hazard. growing up, I want like that, you know, the Charger. 69, 69, you know, Camaro, like you, you, when classic. you're growing up, you're looking at these cars and you're like, wow, and then you get old enough that you can afford one of those cars, and then you go after and you want to buy that car, that's why the value of that car has gone up. It's not so much that the young kids that want to buy it, it's the guys that grew up with that car want to get that car, and that's why the value goes up. You think? Right. And they yeah. can now afford it? And now you can Is that going to happen to the cars of now? No. You think someone in 30 no. years Nobody is going to be like, holy shit, I want an Elantra. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want a Honda Civic. Yeah, I want a Civic. Well, well, people, much, some, Civic has like a cult following behind it. They, that does. There might be some cars. Like what car right now? Like maybe like, a, 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 like um, one of those fancy Range Rovers or something. Like no one's out there trying to buy a Pinto, right? But like a Range Rover or like uh, one of those like... Um, like a Jaguar from this time, someone, you know, it'll probably be a classic in 15, 20 years. Yeah. A classic. I think it'd be the higher end cars, like an Aston Martin, like a 2017 Aston Martin or something like that. In 20 years, someone's going to be like, yo, that's a 2015 Aston Martin. That thing's sick. <laughs> Can you imagine? That was before they went to electric. Yeah, stuff like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what's going to be When feel everyone's like. driving electric cars, it'd be like, you want a gas car because you're just like, yo, man. You think my car? Does it stick? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's not very many cars out there you can drive. Yeah, stick that's why. Anymore. Yeah, that's why like I got stick, it. Yeah. Sticks are like. Why? Why don't you guys learn how to drive stick here? No, I we have do. Stick. I love stick. Well, they do. People not drive. They just stop selling us sticks. They just start basically everything's automatic. It's just like it makes it easier for them to, uh, to transfer into like uh, uh, automa uh, like um, automated cars. I think it's a problem though because if everyone was driving standard, we'd have less problems with distracted driving because it's harder to fucking drive when you have one hand on the stick. And one hand on the wheel, and you're literally driving with all all four limbs, right? Yeah. Like you're literally driving the car. I like I love that, man. I, that's what I loved about driving is you were driving. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. You get a yeah. I know. That's I can't drive anything other than uh, standard. I I drove a Tesla for the first time a couple of weeks ago. What was that like? Uh, it's amazing. It's so awesome. Um, literally, it's it's pretty weird in the beginning because. I mean, everything is automatic. So you sit down, you have to enter a pin code to start the car. <laughs> Must uh, be sick. And then when, once you hit the gas pedal, you don't want to do it too much because we... Did you go in suicide mode? Uh, this version didn't have that. No, yeah. What's no. suicide mode? It's suicide not suicide mode, it's uh, ludicrous mode. Ludicrous mode, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> basically you get like an extra 40 horsepower. Yeah. But it's like... Yeah, but it's instant. Well, because yeah. yeah, it's like it's. There's like, no mechanical there's, like. There's no mechanical. There's no pull. Like it's. Yeah, but it that's doesn't the matter. With that is that you go instant and then your tires go. And they no, spin it right doesn't. Out. No, no, the instant it's is four like. Wheel. Oh, it's four wheel. Yeah, and it's going. got it's got computers that um, tell each wheel like which one has traction. Which exactly, one. like it, by the second, it tells you what happened by the millisecond. Yeah. And the, the weird thing is that it doesn't matter whether you you're driving 30 kilometers an hour or 130 kilometers an hour. You have the same traction, so. You hit the gas pedal and you still get pushed back in, back into your seat. It's yeah, so crazy. The ludicrous mode in the thing is like it's but even without ludicrous mode, with that. yeah, it's it, pretty it's wild. Like that. So you know what my problem is with uh, electric cars 
they, they start changing it right now. And I think the first one not to do with that we, it was Tesla. But why, when they introduced the first electric cars, did they have to look so futuristic? I don't know. Like who, just, like who, just who make did normal, that? Like um, make normal. BM, BM, BMW. I think those concept I3, cars. I three is a weird looking ass car. Yeah, yeah. these concept cars. Like I've seen some. Like I was watching some movies Mercedes? where some of these guys come up with these concept cars and they're trying to make things look like different. It's yeah. the designers. They're trying to make it look different. And sometimes when they they go so far off the mark that the the even the car company goes. Uh, I mean, what are you trying to sell? A spaceship? Yeah. <laughs> Some of yeah. them are weird. Yo, there's I this crazy Rolls Royce going on right now, though. I don't even know the name of it, but the thing's nuts. Yeah. Like, you sit inside of it, and there's no windows. Huh? Oh, like, like it's uh, it's all, ca- yeah, I think I've seen it. It's all, all, it's all cameras. It's all yo, cameras. So what happens dope. is there's no windows in it. I think I've seen that. It's no windows, but you see everything around you. So you can see all around you because of the cameras are there, and then there's all displays. So inside the car is just nothing but uh, monitors and displays. So when you sit in there, you have like a 360 view of everything, but from the outside, zero windows. I think it's like 360 as in you can see like there's no bars. Like, you know, in, the, in our cars, yeah. we got our little window bars. It's yeah. like a whole like, I've never sat in one. Like, it's, I don't even know if it's like one just one big, ma- probably big massive dollars. monitor. But it's a huge monitor. Yeah, that'd be sick. Ugh. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, especially awesome. when you see it and you're just like, man, that's the Batmobile, man. Yeah, the thing <laughs> looks like the Batmobile. <laughs> it's got no, it's got no, uh. It's got no windows. But it better still has an umbrella in the door, though. Which it one? better still have the umbrella, yeah. yeah. Yo, you know You know about the umbrellas in the door, right? Rolls Royce, there's an umbrella in the door. Yeah. That's like one of their key things. Oh, so if it rains, you can... It, you, oh, you pop it out? So you, you push door? it and then you pop you it out. out. So if it's raining, you have an umbrella? Yeah. yeah. There's, That's pretty smart. There's one guy in, with Rolls Royce. Every Rolls Royce has that... Uh, it's their two tones, right? It's like light to dark or whatever. The guy who does that... There's a there's a, a black line on Rolls Royces, and it's just one guy that does that, and he does it by hand. And he between the two coats, the two tones, he paints a line across the thing, perfect straight line. There's like one guy on the planet that does it. Wow, it's pretty badass. Like I think that's sick. Like he just paints this line, just perfect every time. That's his job. That's his job is to paint oh, the line. Oh, okay. I'm like thinking one one. So there's one guy whose job is to paint between the two tones. Yeah, because it takes how long to build a Rolls Royce? Twelve months or something like that? Eight months? Uh, I guess they're, they're so all those guys built, don't right? make money off their cars. They make their money from the airplane. Yeah, Rolls Royce engines. Rolls Royce engines. engines. Yeah. They run yeah. all the engines for every single airplane. So like, their business is in the airplane engines. Their luxury is making cars. <laughs> you yeah. know, like like that's their side business, right? And I so mean, those that's things why go they can, for like twenty million dollars. That's why they can make one or two of them, and then just like that's it. And then it's not it's not their main source of income. So they can make a pimp ass car. Because they get all their money from the engines. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I've never seen what their revenues are from, but yeah. Dude, they monitor every single engine. I know, I know, I know, I know. In flight as it's flying, so like if their engine is going, like if a plane is flying and it has like they they're getting constant data coming back. Rolls Royces. Yeah, and they go, ooh, this engine is having some issues. It's not performing very well. They go and service it right away. So that's like that's insane, bro. They service it in flight, nah. no, through electronics. No, 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 no. So like they'll like if a if a plane is flying and it's not and one of the engines yeah, is not performing fully yeah. when it lands, then it's they go and service the, the okay, engine yeah, because yeah. they know it's not performing to top. So the engines are always performing at all top, and they're, it's not like the plane is just flying and it's and nobody knows what's going on. Someone's monitoring every engine at Bolo's Boys, well, all their engines because it's all their engines. It. 
I'm not sure if it, it works that way though, because as far as I know, it's the pilot who noticed something differently than uh, they're used to. Yeah. Um, and they they have their screens and they see how much power they have on every. I'm engine. sure that they monitor there too. I'm just saying that, like, I know because I was watching I mean, everything's recorded. I mentioned a documentary For sure. where a Rolls Royce, like, that's one of their things that they do is they yeah. monitor their engines so, on all their planes. So Boeing, so whoever who. So can uh, WestJet or Fly Emirates allows Rolls Royce to look the, at no, the no, engine? No, their engine is theirs. They bought the engine from Rolls Royce. So I know Rolls this. Royce, so the and they're allowed that data. Rolls Royce is allowed that. Well, data they have back. to monitor their engines. Yeah, yeah okay, it's their yeah. engine that they're that's in that plane. So that's that's part of their service. Mm -hmm. Is that they they keep the engine running. So, top so notch. Fly Emirates or whatever company is like, okay, we're gonna pay Rolls Royce. To we buy the engine. We're gonna buy the engine yeah. flat, flat up front, whatever it is. So no, how it works is um, Air Canada or KLM or whatever airline goes to either Airbus or Boeing to purchase new new aircraft. Yeah. Or through a leasing company, and then they get the question like, what what engine do you want? Do you want Rolls Royce? Do you want General Electric? Um, Does BMW still do no, engines? Or are they done? Uh, there's a couple major companies. Uh, oh, what's the other one? Not BMW. Um, uh, was uh, Mercedes-Benz? Like no. they're 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 they were an engine company too, right? BMW was. I don't know what tank. Uh, who makes tanks? Tanks? Like, cause all this stuff came from the war, right? Yeah, of like course. Uh, jet engines are like all these en all these companies came out from uh, from. The I think war. the Germans uh, the created Germans. the first the first uh, jet engines. Dude, the Germans had something. They had something in their back pocket, bro. They couldn't have come up with that much shit that quickly. <laughs> you know, they had something in their back pocket. There's like some something going on in Germany, man. That that many scientists came up with that much technology in such a short period of time. Yeah. Like in such a short period of time, man. There's 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 some interesting technology that we got because of the wars. Yeah. We haven't seen anything since then. Like everything has just been improved. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's anything really been... I don't think there's much more to show, is there? Well, I don't know. There's still like a bunch of stuff that like Tesla did. You don't know what you want it until You don't you know what it. you don't know, you know? Yeah. That's yeah they that's say you don't true. know what you don't know. So we don't know what else is out there, right? Until you try to find it and you don't even know what you're looking for. That's the, that's the crazy That's part true, yeah. I'm saying the world's pretty connected. Like, like they brought back pizzas from Italy from the war and people are like, oh, I've never had this food before. But like... I'm like, you can have the bread unleavened? And then put sauce on it <laughs> and, and tom tomato sauce. Tomato sauce? What the hell type of crazy behavior is this? And basil and cheese? What the? Is this going to taste good? Yeah, I had it honey in the war and we were eating it all the time. And then some idiot came with uh, pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> some asshole comes with pineapple, eh? Uh, who was that guy that did know. that? Pineapple does not belong in pizza. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the Caribbean. That's where they got all their pineapple. Someone put it on there and be like, well, yo. Oh, yeah, so yeah, a Caribbean guy this got a pizza stuff. back from the war, too. <laughs> what, wasn't the pizza Hawaii a Canadian uh, invention? It's, uh, maybe, I don't know. It's, it's ham. It's ham, pineapple. That's just ham and pineapple, isn't it? Yeah, some cheese. Yeah, it's, it's called yeah. Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, Hawaiian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be from the Hawaiian. The Hawaiians, the Polynesians, and all those guys. Those are the guys that put the put the whole other pineapples. I mean, someone must have been really drunk. <laughs> I only got some leftovers. So just it was, it on a it was some it was some rugby player, you know, <laughs> just just put it all together for his team and stuff like that. So, coming back to to Rolls Royce, though, um, I remember my very first time flying when I was sixteen years old. And like, you, you, you're a pilot, like, you fly? No, 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 like, like, like as a pa plane. passenger, like, 
my first ever flight was from Amsterdam through to London. Because um, I, I used to be not afraid of flying. I was just scared for the unknown. Yeah, so, unknown. Yeah, because I I never flew before. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, it was my first ever flight. It was on EasyJet. It was on an Airbus, I believe. But what I remember best, it was Rolls Royce engines, and I, I was so I felt so cool. I've been on Rolls Royce, you know. It was just <laughs> an aircraft. It's so stupid. Uh, but but aviation is something that has, has really grown on me ever since, um, and uh, it's been become re- pretty much of an, an obsession. Um, so uh, after I moved to Spain, I started flying between Barcelona and, and Amsterdam quite often. Those are two of my favorite cities, by the way, Amsterdam and Barcelona. Amsterdam is the chillest city I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I've never seen so so pe- many people just relaxed and chill. Because they're all high. Not, not ev- I didn't think everyone <laughs> was high. Most people are just sitting there drinking beers. Like you can't. The people that are high, you, the thing is, it's not like Canada where you can smoke out in the public. That's the difference. In Amsterdam, you have to be in... Uh, you no, have you to smoke can, inside. You, the, you have to smoke inside the uh, inside the, 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 the. No, you can't smoke outside. The police won't, won't in, um, enforce it on you. Yeah. Unless you're making trouble. No, I wasn't gonna charge that. Try that man. <laughs> no, you don't. Try, you try you don't like, want to fuck around. I don't in different wanna, laws in different countries. <laughs> different mm-hmm. countries and get arrested. And be what like, about that one person? Yo, you hear about that girl? I think it was a girl was spray painting like graffitied a wall in North Korea or some shit. That doesn't sound like a smart idea. Yeah, they <laughs> did that. <laughs> That That's doesn't what I'm sound saying. a smart idea in any country, yet alone in freaking North Korea. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, well, how did she even get into North Korea? Oh, that's pretty easy. You can get in, yeah. Yeah. There's planes you can land. and So you, like. you basically, you can book uh, a tour, and then you start in China. And then you either take a train or uh, a flight. <laughs> so the Chinese, the Chinese have such a strong relationship with North Korea yeah, that they, can, they're, they're they have Chinese tours into North Korea? No, they're, based, they're Western tour companies based in, in um, China. In China, and they speak Korean, so they they arrange yeah, everything. But, but basically, what you're saying is that you can fly into China, and China will say, "Okay, we're gonna go to North Korea now, and we're gonna show you around." Not the Chinese, Ameri- It's Westernized. Yeah, it's a Western outfit that's that's making. So there's only con- one country that allows flights into North Korea. Yeah, that, that's that's China. Yeah. But it's not the Chinese doing the the, the well, traveling. Well, no, someone has to be connected with the, with the West to bring the West over. But that connection has to be coming through China. Yes, it's through the Chinese relationship that you're actually getting in, mm-hmm. right? You can't get in there without that Chinese relationship. No. That's what no. I'm saying. So, like, basically, the outfit is set up in China, even though it's being run by someone who is either American or probably not American, no. but probably <laughs> Canadian or something, right? Who's there living in China? And it's probably some chi- some Canadian Chinese guy that was running a here, tourism running agency. a tourism in yeah. China. I mean, it's, it's very expensive. Like, it's like two three thousand dollars. It's really expensive, and everything is arranged for. So you you get on a plane, and it's really and you're only gonna see you're not you're, you're only gonna only only see your, like certain little parts. Yeah, yeah. And you're only the, gonna see the good stuff that's for. They do these dances uh, yeah. by children and stuff. It's it's Which, yeah. ridiculous. Um, there, it's 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 really hard for me to make a decision here I in some way I want to go because I uh, want to see how that is but on the other hand if you do that you sponsor the regi- you're promoting, regime yeah you're, you're, you're promoting the regime yeah in terms of how how it uh, how it runs exactly you know so I don't know it's like it's it's an interesting concept like like looking at the whole thing with North Korea too like I kind of look at it like his advisors were just saying yo you want to s- nobody's paying attention to this kid at all like nobody 
like brushing him off. You have all of these powerhouses. Who, Kim Jong-un? Yeah, you got all these powerhouses that are basically ignoring this kid. So his advisor is saying the only way you can get a seat at the table, the only way people are going to take you seriously is if you build up the army yeah. and you show you, you have actual muscle strength. That's all he wanted to do is have a seat at the table, right? So, because now, now that he's, he's a muscle strength, sure enough, you got to put him at the table because now you got to talk to him because you got to know what he's going to do. Otherwise, before that, they're like, yeah, let's just, yeah, we don't want to have anything to do with him. And they literally got shunned from the whole world so they can't survive. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it's like the world's done something to them in a sense that this is the only way that they can survive is by uniting as a, as a military uh, faction. That's yeah. it. And then the people in North Korea can only make money because all the money is into the military, all their investment is there. You can only make money is if you join the regime, right? So that's what people don't like. They're like, I don't want to be part of the army. So, so what I think happened with North Korea in the, in the past couple months, two years, is um, so North Korea gets quite a lot of money in financial aid for humanitarian reasons. But because uh, whatever Kim Jong-un did, they cut off that financial aid. So he thought, if I wreck up my, uh, my army, I start doing nuclear testing, they eventually want to get me on the table and they want to uh, give, know. they'll, in exchange for cutting down on the nuclear tests in the army, they'll give, they'll give the financial aid again. Yeah. And that's what Kim Jong-un has done, and he's done it before, and they're doing that, it now again. So it's, I think it's all a big play, yeah. not only just that, for the money. Not only that, but you got to also think about it, too, is, is all the money for their military is coming from China. So what's really happening, what people don't even understand, is it looks like China is building an army over here mm -hmm. under the flag of North Korea, where people are just like, North Korea is like, here, here's some money, run these tests. Do this kind of stuff. Do this stuff. Because they keep feeding them more money, more money, more money. You think so? Yeah. So the money, the money flows from China. Where are you getting this information from? This is, I read it on the internet. So I don't know if it's. Alex right. Jones. It's, ale it's, ale it's allegedly <laughs> and stuff like that. But that's. Back on are, that Alex Jones these are These are things that people have to research on their own. What's this? Infowars? <laughs> yeah, don't take my word for it. But from what, from what seems to be happening is China's building its army through North Korea, right? Because like basically if China starts creating nuclear weapons, it's like a, a big problem. Yeah. If little North Korea creates nuclear weapons, nobody really pays any attention, right? So why not just build your army through them? And now the money, where's the money coming from? The that was until they started China? testing and they, f they flew a missile over Japan. Yeah, but Japan is not China. No, but... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When so was that? When was that if they flew That was like flew. on the height of the... When it, just before... When they were shooting missiles into the ocean. Yeah, no, yeah, and everyone got freaked out at that Because one. they were, were testing like, them into the ocean. And blows. Shit is I'm like, not only that, man, but like, people don't realize, I'm just like, that, those explosions fuck up the ocean because like, they were doing, remember when the Americans were doing those they stupid do sonic tests? tests? Underneath they water, were doing yeah. those fucking sonic tests in the water and then all the fish were getting killed because like, they blow out the eardrums from all of the mammals? Because they are sonar-based, and when they basically do a sonar blast underwater, mm -hmm. they blow out all the eardrums from all these whales, and then they beach themselves because they're, they're now swimming blind. They can't hear anything. So they're basically swimming into shore, and now you got like, like thousands and thousands of whales that have been beached because they were do, trying to they test got hit so with a sonar, blast. sonar blast underwater that the Americans were testing weapons. And so I was like, it's just stupid stuff, man. Like, what are you doing? They yeah. shoot nukes underwater, too, which is pretty wild. They test nukes underwater. Like, they're just killing that, them. That, it's, besides the sea life, it's pretty harmless, though. 
Yeah. <laughs> besides, besides all the what does that sea life have any does that does it have anything to do with us though? Like does that mess up our ecosystem, the sea life and stuff? Depends how deep you go. Yeah. Oh. What another crazy thing with sea life though is they're not talking about um, uh, Fukushima, is it? There's that nuclear reactor that went off in Japan like how many years ago? The leaking yeah. one? Fukushima, yeah. yeah. It's still leaking. Yeah, they can't stop it. And no it. one talks about it. Okay, what's happening with that? That's a serious question. I'm like worried about it in the back of my mind, like like 10 levels deep. The latest thing I read about it is that the radiation there is so, is super low. Yeah. The radiation level, yeah. yeah I leaked a shit ton there for a while though. Like, for it was a leaking bit, yeah. for a while. But it's being blown up by the media a lot. And then all the governments worldwide started talking about, oh, is it safe to have nuclear power? <coughs> in my opinion, I think it's the best and the safest way to to get electricity that we need without uh, having all the CO2 that comes with coal. They need to have, uh, I, was, I was reading, I see in, what you're saying, I was yeah. reading into all this stuff about the nuclear power. They just need to have um, safeguards where you can shut down the nuclear, uh, the nuclear cores where they basically flood them. <coughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they've come up they with figure that. They figured that stuff up where if it does melt, it's like on a meltdown where someone has to go and manually fix it or but end it's, it. It's, it's literally like it creates a meltdown and then the water, the water cooling system shuts the whole thing down. Yeah, but the, the point is it, the, the, the piece of nuclear stuff is in the water. The water heats up and creates a steam. Yeah. And that's how the electricity is created. It only melts down if all the, the water... water up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So That's what, you, yeah. you, have, you need that constant flow of water to, to keep the, the steam in, going on. They're in water anyway right now. They're sitting in water, aren't they? Oh, all the time, yeah. Yeah, they're in water all the time. Because otherwise they get too hot. Yeah, otherwise they get too hot and melt down. That's what it is. Yeah, but you need, you need a piece of uranium like this for just the whole of Edmonton for a year. Jeez. That's yeah. pretty wild, hey? Isn't that nuts? Yeah. That's really cool. Where do you even get uranium? Uh... Uh, you dig it up from under the ground. Hey, have you ever seen? Um, have you ever seen that little country? Uh, I can't remember where it is, but like I was watching where they have like the blue flame at night, where like they got these little villages that go to to, to these um, sodium sodium mines, and they take big chunks of sodium. But like at night, it's just this blue flame that's fire that's burning. They light it on fire. It's no, burning it's just, already. It's already burning. It's like a natural flame that's just burning all the time, and it's like, but it's all sulfur and everything. So you breed that stuff in. So these guys go. They wear their mask and they literally take all the sulfur from there and then they carry as much as they can carry back. I, yeah. And they, they, they hike it back and they break it down and they make like uh, nine bucks from the, from the, from the, um, the sulfur that they, that they mine. But the thing is, is that like, nine bucks? They have a lifespan of like 30 years. Yeah, because of all of the toxins and stuff. But like now they're basically, because the, no one's buying it from them anymore, they're, they're, their business is starting to change into a tourism business where they're taking people up to the mountain to show them the blue flames and it and it looks wild like i saw it on i saw it on one of these nature channels and i was like what this is wild it looks like you're in mordor what country <laughs> is this uh somewhere in asia i think it was like uh like yeah somewhere some country up dude they get down in china with some crazy yeah, like shit. it was like, like it looked like mordor or... bro like it was like you were there and this mountain was on fire and it was really some fire. like cambodia or so yeah something some weird weird remote place where it's just like it's like this volcanic like mountain there you're just looking at it's all black and blue lights and you're just like <laughs> i'm like Whoa. there's some interesting places on the planet <laughs> yeah. eh? like some really cool spots yeah there's like this planet is very yeah it's got a lot of stuff going on have you been to china no never I haven't been you yeah where, where you been just beijing all right 
Yeah. Where would you go in Beijing? I can't remember. I was there for a couple of days. Like it wasn't <laughs> anything crazy. I mean, you probably went to, the, to like the Forbidden City. Eh? Yeah. Uh, Tiananmen Square. Yeah. Did you go There's to a the Forbidden Mausoleum? City? What do you mean Forbidden City? What's a Forbidden City? It's where the, the, the dynasties used to live. Okay. And it's called the Forbidden City because only the dynasties, are like important people there. were alive there. There's Forbidden Cities all over Asia. Like there's, they're all over like... Like you're not supposed to be there or like they're just, used, they're just called the Forbidden Cities? Uh, well, they, they used to... Well, civilians you couldn't, oh, couldn't go, go in there. They're big, I mean, gated, it's, it's like cool huge, things. Yeah. Big, big but now they're like them. opened up. Now yeah, they're opened up. Yeah. It's opened up for tourism. I don't know the names of them. I went to like ten forbidden cities. Like they're everywhere. <laughs> ten forbidden cities. And different all over Asia because I just had a little motorbike and just drove oh, around. That'd be dope. Man. Yeah. Just so there's forbidden cities in all the different cities. Motorbike would be the dopest way to get around. Like I, I enjoyed getting around in bike. Like when I went to Barcelona, mm -hmm. you just rent a bike and you can you, you figure out your your surroundings on a bike. Yeah. It's very simple to do, but like even a motorcycle, it gives you way more. Dude, it's so fun. Just a little 50 cc's though. Like, <laughs> like, you're, like the max you're going is 60 kilometers an hour. You're but that's just, perfect. You're just revving this thing up like. <laughs> a lot of people do it in Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam. So they, they start either in the north or the south and they, they drive uh, to the other side of the country. So they buy, buy it on one side of the country and they resell it in the they other buy side. buy a bike? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, you just buy the bike <coughs> down in like Ho Chi Minh or something like that and sell it in Hanoi. Hanoi, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, and then they do back and forth, eh? And then oh, yeah, just yeah. Make, a, make a profit from it either side. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. I ended up on a bus one time and that was a wild experience. <laughs> it was crazy. What happened? I don't know. I thought I was going to die every two seconds. Like, it was I was like so driving scared. next to the cliff. <laughs> These guys don't give two shits about anything. Like, the guy was smoking cigarettes and spitting. He was just like, he was just smoking. Just, and there's like 30 of us crammed in the back. I'm the biggest, biggest dude there. Like, I'm not, it's a sleeping bed. Yeah. Like a sleeping bus. And like the, the, the bed was the size of this. Like I'm, like I was curled up in this little thing, like pushed between six other dudes, and I was just like, "Fuck, I don't want to die like this." <laughs> and just like the guys honking every two seconds, it's like, meh, 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 meh. these guys are, <laughs> <laughs> and like he's going ahead on traffic against other buses, like he's going in the wrong lane, and then just like, and it's just like drops to your death. Like I'm like I'm on this thing for like seven hours. I'm like I don't want to die. It was terrible. And then they stopped at the most random places. And I was like, these guys are selling drugs out the back of this thing. Like, we just go to some random little... <laughs> I'm like, these guys are selling drugs. I was like, I was They're just convinced. like doing a drop. <laughs> I thought they were selling all of our luggage in the bottom. I was like, I was like, oh man. Because I had like four bags with me. Why? You, I, I, I can't do that. When I travel, I, I never leave my bag alone. I'm like, if they're going to steal it from me... They're going to actually like, buy it from you? They have to physically you? steal it from me. Like, that's the thing. Although, that also, that also got a gun pulled on me one time. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Yeah, you don't no. fuck around in other countries. Like, okay, oh, yeah, you're going to steal my bag, steal the bag. Like, so, I fucked up, though. Like, I was in Ecuador at this time. So, I'll tell you the story. So, I was in Ecuador. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was there with a humanitarian mission. Yeah. So, and we were in Quito. We were stationed in Quito. But I had some friends. I stayed, like, after my mission was done, I had some friends in Guayaquil. So, I went down to Guayaquil to go and visit my friends. And while I was in Waikil, <coughs> it was one of those birthdays, and they were going to like a four, a, like um, four-star, fancy dinner place, right? So I needed a suit. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Okay. So I bought a suit to go to this dinner, and uh, uh, once I had to come back to Quito to meet up with the group, I had nowhere to pack the suit because I was just had a backpack with me, right? So I wore the suit on the plane, and I wore it back to the hotel, and then when I got to the hotel, I dropped off. Uh, my uh, my luggage there, but I kept I, I kept my backpack that had 
my passport, my camera, my laptop, everything that was important, I did not want to leave it just sitting at a hotel in the back room there. I took it with me, right? Yeah. So I'm now I'm walking down the street looking for my group. They all went for dinner and they all went down this way. Normally you're supposed to travel in a group, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm walking now at night with a backpack wearing a full suit. So I'm walking down the street and all of a sudden I see out of the corner of my eye, these guys start crossing the street walking towards me, right? And um, the guy pulls out a gun pulls out a gun and he points it at me and it's you know when like you play a video game and everything like slows down my senses went phew, through the roof like instantly where all of a sudden I was picking up information so fast and so quickly like boom I saw the gun boom I saw the this this mother and child she grabs her child and holds her child I see a cab driver to my le my my right who stopped and was looking outside of his window I noticed there's two of them and I'm just like shit and then on top of that, so after I recognized all that, I look at the gun, I registered, I'm like thinking, BB gun. First thing I thought was like, BB gun, because the, the barrel size was too small. Uh, it couldn't have, it may have been more, but anyways, that's what I told myself. That's a ballsy freaking. And then I go, and so, and then I was thinking to myself, okay, and this is how fast my brain was registered. And I was thinking to myself, if I stop, I'm in a situation. If I fucking ignore them, like I'm like a homeless guy You're asking you for money, if I ignore them, I might be able to just walk right through this. Like, just walk right through it like it never happened, right? So the guy pulls out his gun. He's like, dame una mochila, dame una mochila. And then I know, because I'm holding the bag, I know they're going to try to reach for it. So I just kept walking. Like, it was like they weren't even there. Like, fucking ignored them. And I squeezed my bag, and I was waiting for the guy to grab the bag. So I knew it. I was just waiting for it, right? The second I felt his hand grab the bag, I, I yanked the bag over, so pulled it out of his hand, and I spun around, and I go, fuck you! <laughs> and I look both of it, and they're both holding guns, and they're both holding it, but they both got like, what the fuck? You know, like, I shocked them, because I like, I totally just swore at these guys. And then I turned around, and then just kept walking, right? Like, just like it was, they weren't even there. Yeah, that was a power move. <laughs> and, and I just kept walking, and then I looked back to see if they were still following me, and they looked at each other, and they said, fuck that. And they walked <laughs> the other way, because they started to realize that people were wow. watching them as well, right? Yeah. I crossed the street instantly, and I go inside of a bar, and the second I went into the bar, my heart just dropped. <gasps> and I was like, what the fuck was that? Because <laughs> you then start like, realizing. I was just like, holy shit. Because your adrenaline levels went up so high, bro. Sky high. So high. Dude, that's I, insane. No one would do that. That's like a, like a one in a hundred thousand people who would do that. Everyone would just be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, here's the bag. Well, I was couldn't. It a I, couldn't or real? I couldn't, man. Because I was leaving the next morning, bro. My passport, everything <coughs> was in there. If I didn't, if I didn't, uh, and I was out of money, I already was, I was like done. Like my trip was over. I'm leaving the next day. I blew yeah. it all. So I'm just like, if they took my bag, I would have been screwed. I would have been stuck in the country. I would have been stuck there. So I'm just like, hell's no, hell's <laughs> no, right? So that was the thing, and and it was. Um, That's an insane story. It's an awesome story. Yeah. So that happened there. Well, Ecuador too. It happened to me one time before where a guy was trying to do something to me. And you, sometimes you play stupid, like I'll play dumb. Like the guy was like, I'd be in this, this area where it's a bad area or whatever, and this guy's talking funny to me. He's like, uh, like in Spanish, he's just like, uh, hey. Um. You speak Spanish? Yeah, yeah. So he's just like, uh, you know, uh, let, me, uh, let, me, let me show you the top of the mountain. I'm just like, man, I'm not stupid, man. I know there's people up at the fucking top and you're trying to take me. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, what's, what's at the top of the thing? And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like playing dumb with him and trying to ask, uh, 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 he goes, you know, like, it's a good view up there, blah, blah, blah. Some guy walks past us and I'm just like, I'm getting out of this situation because it was just me and this one guy, right? So I'm getting out. So as soon as that guy walked past me, I flicked this guy a dollar. 
first off, when you throw the guy money and he, and he takes the money, it, it, that confuses people too because all of a sudden I'm like, this guy just gave me money. I didn't even ask for it, right? Who, the guy saying go to the top the of the The guy was trying to, yeah, yeah, just gave him some money. I said, hey, thanks for you. And I threw him some money and I threw it to him. I said, here's some money. And I flicked him a, I flicked him a dollar, right? And so, so he catches the dollar and he's kind of confused on why I gave him money because he never asked me money. And then I just started walking with the guy next, that, that walked past. I started walking with the guy and I said, hey, what's going on, man, blah, blah, And I said, because you know that guy's trying to rob you. I'm like, I know, that's why I'm walking with you. <laughs> <laughs> was the guy mad? Like, no, fuck no. out of here. So he just walked me out of the situation and he's just like, yeah. I was like, all right, man, see you later, Thea, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I totally knew what was going on, man. But I was just like, jeez, Louise, man. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be savvy when you travel. I'm sure you've seen some wild stuff, eh? Or maybe uh, not wild, but like... I mean, I've been to quite some countries, uh, but I've, I've never been in situations where uh, guns were pulled at me. Yeah. Uh, but certainly people were trying to trick me into scams. Um, even in Paris, it, it happened to me once where I almost got scammed. It was so stupid because... I, I, I had my guard low so because yeah. I thought I was the guy who was touring everybody around because I had to I'd been to Paris so many times and I knew it all and I was telling all the other people what, what we're to doing go, what to do. so I, I I was off guard so at that moment there there um, some of these African dudes down at the um, uh, soccer curve, the the church um, and Is that the big church it's the one on top of the hill. Okay. The the wide grayish church, and and they start talking about this bullshit story about Hakuna Matata. And, <laughs> and, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, Come on. That was not. There wasn't Hakuna Matata. <laughs> yeah, no, they literally said that, uh, and they start uh, wrapping this this piece of red string around oh, your arm. Make it stop. <laughs> and in the end, they're they're like. Yeah, you you have a couple euros for me, and, and and I was like, okay, I can I can I can lose a euro, and he's like, do you have any notes? Instead, they're and trying we, to see how much money you have. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I was lucky enough that I only gave the euro. Yeah. But my friend, he gave him a twenty, so he, he could break it, but he took the twenty, and they run off with yeah. the twenty. Oh, yeah. That's just a straight out give me the money and run. My yeah, that's not a very. That's not a very. <laughs> and, and I run after them. I was like, "You give my fucking money back!" Yeah. I, I was like screaming, "I'm gonna call the police!" I mean, it. it please, it does not. What are they gonna do? Like, nothing. Dude, I was in Paris. You know what they did in Paris? They went over there. They stole all of their trinkets because they're selling on the streets. The and all that. Yeah, they'll steal all their trinkets and they literally steal it and they kick them out and then they throw all the shit in the garbage. <laughs> like, they didn't know tickets, no nothing. They just literally like come in, they, they come into their thing and start kicking over all stuff. The I'm Paris like, police. Man. I'm like the Paris police, man. I'm like, man, these guys are bullies, man. They just come in there and they just kick everyone's stuff down because they're selling illegally yeah. without a permit. So they'll come in there and they'll just, because the business that they have there, they'll buy all of these little trinkets from like, they're like Chinese trinkets or whatever. Some, some, guy, some guy who basically has a warehouse filled of these stuff. 
filled this with bullshit little these thing? bullshit little trinkets. And they're selling them to tourists? And they basically get all of these... Yeah, like, like, tie, all, tie, of these tires all of these Africans oh, that basically bullshit. are in the country illegally yeah. go and work for these guys. And they basically give them, like, give them bags full of trinkets and they basically have to like go and sell that and then come back and buy more trinkets from them. Yeah. So that's the, that's, that's how they basically make their money. Like some bullshit little tiny little, the little the, Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah, little Eiffel Towers and all <laughs> shit like that. Or like a bunch of like Gucci purses or like all this stuff. Uh, like and sneakers. So, sneakers. So they Shitty set up, little so they set up these little blankets. Bag. They set up these blankets. And, and there's, the ro- there's and a rope each on each corner. <laughs> so when they got to run, pull it up. so they can run and go, and they just, everything just goes into thing and they throw it they over, the it over the shoulder and they book, book it, it right oh. i remember I i've never seen that that's hilarious <laughs> that's how they do it that's the i'm just like this is insane like this is and like they'll show up with like like sometimes i've seen some guys that have like these fucking massive duffel bags right of just, massive bullshit. Du- of just bullshit little trinkets True. that they sell to tourists but and i remember my buying this my shit. tourists are buying them man yeah. they don't know why are you buying that from some african dude because you don't, like, you don't know sense. because there's like a, there's like fucking fifty thousand guys so that's you, why i wouldn't buy it so you think you're at you think you're at like a farmer's market <laughs> you know like you you think you're at like a street market, you know? It's like everyone has their shit laid out on the floor and the, until the cop shows up and everyone goes, Vroom, and they all run away. And oh, you're just no. like, hey, I was in the middle of a transaction here and you ran away. <laughs> you still have those sneakers in your hand. <laughs> no, I remember the, the first day uh, or the first week I was in Barcelona. I just landed there and I just saw a big group of like 15, 20 African dudes, tall, big guys, yeah. walking around with big bags. And I was like, what the? fuck is this but then i walked down to la rambla and i saw them everywhere i mean the the whole street the whole, yeah. the whole la rambla street is like two kilometers long and they were everywhere yeah. that's the business and that's, then that's as the, soon as you see business. one policeman you see them running on the other side of the street i would be laughing dude, so hard dude, oh, man, yeah. i don't understand how they ca- like i'd be there and like there's groups of like there's probably about like 10 guys that will be be scombing the street working together and they talk to each other and then they scout stuff and they sell drugs on the street at $10. And I'm just like, who the fuck buys drugs off the street when you're on holidays? I'm seeing some of these American kids, man. I'm just like, are you retarded? Like you're buying a 10 piece from some guy off the street? Are you stupid? What's the matter with you? You know, like, like. <laughs> what are you thinking? Like, I'm like, what are you thinking? I'm just like. Oh, usually they're hammered. Oh, it's I just know, ridiculous. But still, but you still, still like, like you're, you're like, end up like, it's these stupid little girls. I'm just like. Dude, that's an 18-year-old girl just buying drugs off of some random guy off the street in a back alley that she was basically sent to by three other guys. And I was just like, and I'm watching this and I'm just like, this is the dumbest move I've ever seen someone <laughs> do in my life. This is the dumbest move ever. Like, it's crazy. And then the parents are the parents are at home, like, like just like thinking everything's all good, like all talking good. to little uh, Margaret. Like, it's like, yo, man. Everything's fine. Just hold yeah. with the And then they're going to go yeah. home. Some shit, some bad shit happens to them while they're on holidays and they don't tell anybody about it because they did some stupid shit that they shouldn't have done. Yeah, you know, geez. and put themselves in that situation. Yeah. I remember when I first showed up there, I was, I didn't know what I got into because I showed up on La Ramba. I was looking for my hostel. La Ramba? La, La Ramba. La Ramba. La Ramba. So I show up there and there's this one guy and he's arguing with the cops, right? He's like, fuck, man. Like, he's like, fuck, shit, blah, blah, blah. He's like, this is ridiculous. Okay, fuck, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, you guys, you guys are right. You guys are right. I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. The cops, I've never seen the guy so calm in my life. The cops? The cops, because they don't want to create a scene, right? So what they do is they're all just... Oh, these guys are... They're they're good, man. They're good, man. They're cold. They're cold. So the guys, they're not even talking to the guy. The guy's literally, like, trying to talk himself out of, like, getting arrested, but they're not even trying to arrest him. They're, like, just circling him. 
So they're all walking and they're slowly circling him and slowly just closing him off. And they're slowly, slowly just like, he's just talking and talking and fuck, okay, yeah, okay, fuck, you're right, you're right, blah, 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 blah. Like, and they're slowly pushing him into like a fucking alleyway. And the second that they get him out of sight of all the tourists, they grab him, they throw him into the fucking, into, the, into, into a building, they beat the shit out of him, throw him into a van and drive off like it would never happen. So nobody witnessed it. I'm like, what did I just see here? You know, like what just happened? You're not supposed I to see that. I'm not supposed ever. to see it. No, 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 no. You're not supposed to see it because it's, it's the tourist street. So they don't want to cause a scene. But I've never seen cops so calm in my life. Like you go here and like all of a sudden if, if someone acts up, these cops freak out and they get all nervous and they get paranoid. Same in the United States. These guys get nervous. They pull out guns. <laughs> and they get all, like these guys were just, they were walking with like their hands behind their back. Like they were like, stay calm, man. It's okay. It's cool, man. Don't worry about it. Even though like, Two turned to three, turned to four, and they're all just slowly kind of like, and the guy's starting to look around. He's just like, okay, 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 I understand, blah, blah, blah. No problem, no problem. And you start walking away, and, but they're pushing him into, into the alley. So the second he got into the alley, that's when they grab him, and they, and they all just go, whoom, and they just beat him up and fucking throw him in the thing and gone. Jeez. Like, no trying to write him up there, literally threw him in the van and then got him the fuck out of there. And then they, they, whatever they did to him at that point, I don't know. But like, I was just like, Holy shit! That guy got Where am I staying? Man. I just got here. Yeah, <laughs> but there, there's a lot of the, a lot of uh, criminality on uh, on La Rambla. There's loads of pickpockets. Um, people, they, it, I've been pickpocketed twice in Barcelona, where they uh, bumped into me, uh, asking for something, something stupid as a, as a lighter, for instance. And, oh, yeah, and, I can and, tell right away when someone's being shady as fuck. Though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when someone's being shady as so hell. They, like, so I try not to bring anything that can even pickpocket me. Yeah, so like, they, so one guy starts asking for something, maybe uh, to use, use your phone or something, and then you're off guard, and then the guy behind you slips into your pocket to get your wallet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they work in pairs. They are threes. Yeah, they all work in pairs. It's like one distracts, one bumps into you. Oh, sorry. So one, this guy bumps into you, the guy behind you, pickpockets you the yeah. second you got bumped and you think it's that guy but it's, yeah, the, other it's the other guy, guy. Yeah. The other guy yeah. yeah they just t they time you they probably look at each other and, and, they and go, they, that's the guy and then they both they they, they communicate without actually like yeah. talking and then they come and then they pull the act on you they do the whole and, thing. and they know when you're drunk oh yeah because that, oh, that's yeah. The, that's when they uh they pray you yeah, yeah. oh yeah man because you don't even know yeah <laughs> that's, that's true it's yeah. uh misdirection it's called magicians do it all the time yeah that's how they take your watch and shit uh, they'll do something with your arms. They'll make your arms like slap together or something. But while they're doing that, they're just they're unclasping the watch. The watch and then the, the watch is on their wrist and stuff like that. Yeah, they do but stuff like that. It's like look over here, but really the magic is happening <laughs> down here, right? Yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah. All right, well, man, I think we had a good little episode here. I yeah, we got bad, into yeah. we got into a few little things. What did we talk about? We talked about a little bit of the internet. We talked. We about talked travel. about a bunch. We went all over oh, the. Yeah. Yeah, we hit the whole gamut. We talked about Rolls Royce. We talked about Rolls Royce no windows. We talked about <laughs> freaking ludicrous mode and Teslas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, there's a lot happening. Yeah, technology and travel. That's what we got into today. I guess, yeah, technology and travel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Well, man, we're, we're happy to have you here in Edmonton. We're, you know, like, Perfect. I'm glad you got a, new, a job and, yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, we'll definitely get together sometime again, go for some drinks and definitely. have some coffees and stuff. Yeah, I'm down. Well, yeah, no, nothing for you, Stevie. Nothing for me, boys. I'm monk mode still. Uh, it, it, it's unfortunate that it, my YouTube channel doesn't have something where I can invite you guys, unless you guys like to fly, and then 
I mean, I, I like you know about my YouTube channel? No, which, tell, me, oh. tell us about your YouTube channel. Yeah, I haven't told them. Tell, them ah. about you. tell okay. us about, the about your YouTube channel. Yeah, tell, <laughs> tell <laughs> the people. You. Tell them how yeah. they find you. So uh, I've got a little YouTube channel called Fulogs. Uh, that's V-U-E-L-O-G-S. Fulogs. Uh, Fulogs. So it's the Spanish word, vuelos, yeah. with a G. Okay. So flights. Um, what, what I do is I make trip reports, so I review flights from all sorts of different airlines and different aircraft, uh, and I try to post another uh, review every week, every yeah. Friday. And um, yeah, it's something that I've been doing for a couple of months now, and I've slowly been growing a, a, a subscriber base. Uh, and I'm currently working on my biggest um, um, episode yet for upcoming Friday, the, uh, the end of the year special where I'm reviewing uh, British Airways first class on the Boeing 747. <laughs> see, that sounds wild, man. Yeah. Like, see, that's, that's where you do these little travel shows and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Travel around and, and get to do a review on... Uh, yeah. yeah. So there, there's this thing called um, mileage runs where you, with as little money as possible, you fly these routes where you get huge amounts of points, which you then can invest on a, a very expensive flight. So the, the, my flight fr uh, uh, on British Airways uh, first class um, would...